0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Come on, Barbie, let's go party. Hey, Barbie. Can I come to your house tonight? Sure. I don't have anything big planned, just a giant blowout party with all the Barbies and planned choreography and a bespoke song. You should stop by. So cool. And good luck, and don't F it up. One of us is going to win and the other one is going to die trying. If you think that I'm coming here for the second time and making it this far again Mm -hmm. to leave without a crown, you are highly mistaken, I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend. Friday, July 21st to Sunday, July 23rd. They're counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. The movies are likely to be really popular when they finally hit theaters, but first, director John M. Chu and stars including Cynthia Erivo and Ariana Grande have to finish making the wicked movies. The director revealed on social media that they are, quote, not done yet and were just 10 days away from finishing production when the sag a strike started last week. He wrote on social media, quote, It's been very painful to put a halt to it all, but we will be back, and we will finish properly, strong, when the time is right. My heart goes out to our cast and crew, who were cut short of what we came here to complete together. More to come, but in the meantime, I'm excited to excavate what we have shot for the past year here in Oz. Release date shouldn't be affected. It has been an extraordinary adventure. The first entry, by the way, of the Wicked Films is currently slated to debut on November 27th, 2024, and the second one will debut the following Christmas Day. In lieu of a panel at this year's San Diego Comic-Con, because of the strikes and all, the boys' spinoff Gen V will be dropping new looks over the next few days, starting now. A new poster features chilling adventures of Sabrina actress Jess and Claire as the lead of the ensemble. Marie, the reveal also comes with the news that Gen V will premiere Mark Your Calendars on Amazon Prime Video's streaming platform this September 29th, and a new trailer will be dropping on Monday. Commercials can be key gigs for actors as they start their careers, but one fizzled Jim Gaffigan's role in a major movie. The comedian has opened up about the time a Sierra Mist commercial cost him a part in M. Night Shyamalan's 2006 film Lady in the Water. He told Variety, quote, It came down to me and another guy, and the other guy got it. But a week later, I got a call that he wants to reshoot the scene and do it with you. It was just one day, but I was like, great, I'm going to be in an M. Night Shyamalan movie. But things took a turn, as Gaffigan explains that Shyamalan apparently took his kids to a movie where Gaffigan's soda commercial played before the previews. So, quote, he said, well, I can't have that same guy be in a commercial before my movie. So they went back and swapped the other guy back in. So you may not be able to see Gaffigan in an M. Night Shyamalan movie, but his 10th comedy special, Dark Pale, hits Amazon Prime Video on July 25th. And Nick Benedict, the daytime Emmy-nominated actor best known for his roles on All My Children and Days of Our Lives, has died. He was 77. He starred as Phil Brent, and ex-husband of Erica Kane on All My Children from 1973 to 1978. Benedict received a daytime Emmy nomination for Outstanding Actor in a Daytime Drama Series for his performance in 1979. In addition to All My Children, Benedict's soap opera credits include his performance as Michael Scott on The Young and the Restless in 1981 and his role as Curtis Reed on Days of Our Lives, which he played across 93 episodes from 1993 until 2001. For more on all of those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Number five. You're going to hear them roar on this weekend's number five pick, the new Paramount Plus drama action series Special Ops Lioness stars Nicole Kidman as Caitlin Mead, a CIA agent who's surveilling a potentially devastating terrorist organization, and Zoe Saldana as Joe, a military officer who assigns a female Marine named Cruz to befriend the daughter of one of the terrorists. Now, they all have to work together to thwart potential destruction and stop the evil forces at play. Have a listen to this preview. You have no family. You have no friends. You were abused until you gave yourself to me. Now you have a purpose, and it is noble. I'm doing everything different this time. She's your field agent. Do what you think's best. I have to be sure. If she's able to make contact with the target, what are her directives then? Neutralize the target. Mr. President, we have a situation unfolding in real time. Are you close? Closer than we've ever been. You up for playing outside the lines? I'm to do my job, ma'am. If your cover is blown, there is no saving you. You have to save yourself. Do it quiet, and you do it clean. Be careful poking that bear, or the target will be on you. Asset is embedded. mission is launched. We can't stop it now. Homeland finds out. It'll end up in the news. Did you hit the target? I'm not trained for this. This is our mess. We clean it up. How do we shut this down? I need you to understand the risks. I understand the risk. By the way, Morgan Freeman also stars as Edwin Mullins, another CIA agent who's assisting Mead on this nail-biting case. The first two episodes of Special Ops Lioness debut Sunday on Paramount+. For Joyce Prigger, everything's getting bigger. Our number four pick this weekend is the season premiere of Minx. The comedy series, which was previously streaming as an HBO Max original, has now been picked up by Stars for season two, and things are really revving up. It's the 70s, and Ophelia Lovabond's Joyce Prigger is the editor-in-chief and founder of Minx, an erotic magazine for women. Jake Johnson's progressive publisher, Doug Renetti, has helped Joyce get the magazine its wings, and now it is really taking flight, with new powerhouse publishers showing interest in taking Minx to the next level. Here's the trailer. A lot of people counted us out, but we are back and we are better than ever. How do you make it look so easy? Well, the real question is, why do men make it look so hard? An iconic editor needs an iconic publisher. Can I speak with you for a sec? We're 50-50 partners, and I'm telling you, it's gonna be different this time. Actually, 51-49. It feels great to be back. Follow me to the pool. We have snacks and poppers in the lounge. Who are those people and why do they keep taking our picture? That's Rolling Stone. You really need to read my memos, Bambi. Oh, I don't read memos on principle, but fun. In just six months, sales are through the roof. We're gonna be so much more than just magazines. Gentlemen, does any man know where the clitoris is on a female body? Absolutely not. We're taking this thing global. Wow. You listed that as a special skill. You said you wanted to be wowed. Well, oh. were you wowed? Stick this in there. I mean, it's stagecraft. Hi. Vulgar and patriotic. Yum. Is there anything else? Or are we... No. Nope. I think that's it. Should we have sex now? So you sell magazines about vaginas, huh? About vaginas? No, we're mostly in the, uh, in, the in the penis business now, actually. Well, mm. oh, plus Shelley and Bambi explore a new relationship together, and Richie takes on even more responsibility at the magazine. They're having some fun with feminism there. You can catch the season premiere of Minx tonight at 9 on Stars. Number three. The top two queens are ready to battle for the ultimate prize on our number three pick, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. After 12 weeks of grueling competition, for the first time in Drag Race history, RuPaul has narrowed it down to two finalists. Jimbo and Candy Muse. The Canadian drag clown, as Jimbo humbly refers to herself, has won four challenges this season, and Candy has won two. Both queens have given it their all throughout the season, but that wasn't always the case for every queen, even Candy. She and Jimbo sat down with EW to spill the tea on being the top two, and they revealed that multiple queens wanted to quit the show this season. Take a listen. I was really excited to when Mama Roo came in. That was you know as everyone was dropping like flies. Roo, I, was Roo like, gagged. I was like, you better get Roo. That's the only thing that's gonna fix yeah. this. And five minutes later they got Mama Roo. She came in, she got us together, and it was so exciting. It was like, you know, it. when mom yeah. comes with the fly swatter and you're all gonna get a <laughs> spanking. Hand all. on the hip. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I was just excited because I knew I wasn't getting a spanking. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and Jessica were good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So it was everybody but Jimbo <laughs> and Jessica. Yes. Oops. Okay. Well, glad they are both there. The crown and scepter await. Two queens will perform, one will win it all, including the $200,000 grand prize. Plus, the winner of the first-ever Fame Games will be revealed. The season finale of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is streaming now on Paramount+. It's trivia time. Even though the movie is just debuting in theaters today, it's kind of hard to picture anyone else but Margot Robbie playing the iconic Barbie. But before Robbie and Greta Gerwig took the reins on the current production, writer Hilary Winston was pinning the script and a different actress was attached to play the role. Who was it? Amy Schumer. Jennifer Lawrence, or Miley Cyrus? Stick around for that answer, as well as more on Barbie and another movie and our soundbite of the week. What to Watch will be right back. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. John Stamos, known for his role as Uncle Jesse on Full House, is coming out with a memoir called If You Would Have Told Me in October. He stopped by the Hot One studio to down some wings with Sean Evans and talk about his storied career. And after struggling with the most intense wing, Da Bomb Beyond Insanity, he makes a joke referring to his late friend and Full House co-star Bob Saget. That is our soundbite of the week. Take a listen. This is what killed Saget. Isn't it? <laughs> he would do that joke if he was alive. To me, he wouldn't have waited a year and a half either. Keep it alive. Keep the name alive. He would say the worst things. <laughs> Number two. Well, speaking of bombs. The clock is ticking. Brace yourself for our number two pick. The new Christopher Nolan movie Oppenheimer stars Killian Murphy as J. Robert Oppenheimer, the father of the atomic bomb. In the almost three-hour runtime, Nolan and Murphy, as well as Murphy's co-stars Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, and a lot more, showcase the life and genius of Oppenheimer and how his dedication to physics and desire to change the world made him create something he came to. To deeply regret for EW's around the table with the cast filmed before the start of the actor strike. Killian Murphy describes the first time he watched the movie. Take a listen. How do I kind of phrase this properly? Uh, it was absolutely staggering. I, I found it absolutely staggering, I- and it was. I was. Li- it was like I was kind of uh, emotionally winded. You know. I mean, it's 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 not great looking at yourself, but you can get over that when the film I- I- is as brilliantly constructed and made as this as this film is and and I remember we just talked and talked for hours after after it and it seems that that everyone who's watching the film it kind of provokes that very very intense Mm. debate among people that have have seen it because the the themes that it's interrogating are just the biggest themes of 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 all You, you, you know and it's and it's and it's as, as Matt said, like it's so visceral, and it, it kind of grabs you by the throat, and just, keep, you just, you're just in it for the whole run. Yeah, I was a little over, overwhelmed, uh, s- still recovering. <laughs> <laughs> Staggering is certainly one word for it. It is wildly impressive. You can see that full around the table, by the way, with the cast and Nolan at EW.com. And then see the movie everyone's talking about. Oppenheimer is in theaters now. And perhaps you'll make it a double feature with our next pick. Number one. From one highly anticipated movie to another, it's finally time for the premiere of Barbie. Now, if you've been online in the last month or so, you might have been inundated with gargantuan amounts of promotion for the Barbie movie. From Barbie products to interviews to all of Margot Robbie's pink carpet doll inspired looks, the Greta Gerwig movie has had audiences everywhere excited before it even hits theaters. The movie follows Robbie's Barbie and Ryan Gosling's Ken as they leave picture-perfect Barbie land for the real world and find out that plastic might actually be more fantastic. In the process, there's lots of song and dance, which had Gosling tapping into his pre-teen Mouseketeer days, as he explained in our Around the Table. I don't remember much about this experience honestly. (laughs) I felt like at one moment I was like a human male in my backyard picking up a Ken doll and then like somehow magically had become that doll and I was being picked up now by Greta Gerwig. (laughs) And like the only way to become human again was to just follow her very specific directions. (laughs) At a certain point I thought I had like left that kid behind and I realized that I needed his help to make this movie. So I had to go back and make peace <laughs> with him and uh, ask for his help, you know. It was very, it was good, it was good for me. Thank you. Thank you for that. All the credit there he gives to Gerwig. Well, for this weekend's Barbie Heimer double feature, are you going to see Oppenheimer first or Barbie? We have some thoughts about that at EW.com, which is where you can see the full Barbie around the table recorded prior to the sag a strike. Barbie is in theaters now. And finally this weekend, the answer to our trivia question. Who was originally in talks to play Barbie in the Barbie movie? Amy Schumer, Jennifer Lawrence, or Miley Cyrus? She was hoping to go inside Barbie. It's Amy Schumer. The Inside Amy Schumer star had worked on tweaking the script to her liking before dropping out of the project in 2017. Her team originally said that it was due to scheduling conflicts, but Schumer revealed on a recent Watch What Happens Live appearance that it was really due to creative differences, and the movie didn't feel as, quote, feminist and cool as it does now. Well, folks, that is it for our show this weekend. We will have more news and musty picks for you on Monday, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm executive editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great weekend. This episode of What to Watch was written by Callie Shep and EW staff, edited by Sammy Junio, Produced by Ashley Boucher, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson. One, two, watch.